tuning you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. All right. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. It is, uh, yeah, still still here, still in New Orleans, and trying to stay warm because it is crazy cold outside right now. Uh, yeah. So it just got a like a weird 20, 30 degree temperature drop uh, within like 24 hours here. Yeah, same. we had the same, but we got an increase. So I think that we're probably warmer here in California, yeah. Canada than you are there right now. So I don't know. Uh, Whatever. I think, I think it might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with wind chill, it's something like 15 or something with the wind chill. So, you know, 15 oh, Fahrenheit man. here. It's okay. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're not as cold as you now, which is great. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Uh, for New Orleans, it's weird. But um, it anyway, so I'm here as uh, you know, I talked about yesterday. I'm here for the bowling summit, the mid well, I don't know, they call it midwinter bowling summit or something like that. But uh, we always just call it the bowling summit. And one of the things that was announced today, uh, actually, it was announced yesterday technically, but I didn't learn about it until after the show was done. And so I can talk about it today. It's the Kids Bowl Free program has partnered with Storm. Storm makes bowling balls and, and other bowling equipment. Primarily, they're known for the bowling balls. Uh, they partnered together and they created this program called BIG, which stands for Bowling Industry Growth. And they created this program that basically will uh, take all the 3 million customers of Kids Bowl Free. So there's 3 million people who get Kids Bowl Free passes on a regular basis. Uh, everyone, when they now download the app or access the app, they'll be encouraged to actually log their scores into the app. By doing that, it now, first of all, gives them everybody a baseline and shows the kids where they can improve, but then they also get access to the Storm experience. So the Storm experience is virtual coaching lessons from Storm's Evolution youth team. So they have this youth team called uh, their Storm's Evolution team, as well as other pros who are on there. So obviously, like connecting with the kids um, and then the pros, they get vouchers for discounts on storm balls, prizes. Well, they'll be doing you know, random prizes. And like, you know, if you lower your score over a certain period of time, you're, you qualify for a prize. You get skill level awards that you can download and, and show on your things. And, you know, basically what they're trying to do, and I was talking with, with the, the head of the program yesterday, uh, Darren, um, from, from Kids Ball Free, and Basically, you know, most kids will free users are the way they look at it. They're not bowlers. So they don't come from a bowling family. They're not, you know, doing it as a sport. They're just doing it as a recreation. And the goal with the big program from their perspective is to try to convert some of these kids into bowlers and see and help them see that this is something you can improve at, you know, you can come and do it on a regular basis and you can do this sport rather than just recreation. So um, it's a cool new program that they're experimenting and, It'll be covered more in depth in the International Bowling Industry Magazine in their February issue that's currently in production and will be sending out to everybody shortly. Did you say there's 3 million people that sign up for Kids Bowl Free a year? Is that it? Yeah, 3 million people on the program right now. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's a big number number for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, So, yeah. And, uh, oh, the one other thing I wanted to mention is Birthday University. So uh, we've talked about these guys in the past. Birthday University, this is where you're going to go get your master's degree in running and operating and promoting birthday parties at your center. So uh, they're normally $399, but LBX Collective has a bunch of scholarships. And so if you want to if you want to go yourself, which I highly recommend, or want to send somebody from your team 
reach out to us and we'll get you a scholarship and we'll get you in for free. Yeah. Birthday University is great. Everybody could use a little brushing up on their birthday parties, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. And I like what you were saying earlier when we were talking about it, the, uh, that you, it's something that the should be treated as like a treat, right. For, for your, your assistant manager or general manager or a birthday party host or whatever, sending them on these types of trips, like, especially if you can get the, the access to the course for free. Yeah. It costs a little bit of money to put them on a plane and get them over there, but the amount of growth they're going to have and they can just see that it's like an exciting, fun reward actually as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's just, it's not that expensive and for them to go and to feel like they're important enough to be going to this training, I think it's a big deal. You just get a lot out of that. Seems anytime I sent somebody away on some training, I got a ton of value back out of it, right. Just for being able to. Yeah. So yes, send your staff. We're going to be there. It's going to be super fun. <laughs> rah, exactly. rah, rah. <laughs> where are my where are my flyers and my thingies, right? Anyway, speaking of fun, <laughs> I just wanted to bring up and talk about Disney's new name tags. I feel like Disney always is getting new name tags and they change every year. Like maybe that's the thing. I couldn't figure out if, you know, that's a normal ritual that they have, but they've got tons of different name tags throughout the years that they've used. But they have a new name tag this year, which I thought was really fun. I'm going to bring it up on stage here. So this one is, uh, it, it was designed to inspire and reflect optimism at the Disney parks this year. It includes bright colors, iconic Disney landmark, and a sprinkle of pixie dust, they say. And it's to symbolize the energy and the cast, uh, the, the, the magic cast members, uh, or, oh my gosh, can't talk today. It's to symbolize the energy and the magic that cast members bring to the table. Anyway, it got me thinking a bit more about the roles of name tags in businesses and in hospitality, because beyond Disney, name tags are a universal tool in customer service, right? They humanize staff, they make them more relatable to customers, and name tags can also boost morale by giving a sense of belonging and recognition. And I mean, Disney does a great job of it. Um, they, they uh, you know, they use it to create connections, right? So they, they, they're more than just identification. It's a tradition in what they do. Obviously, this name tag here, you can see this is Walt from Anaheim, California. They put their names underneath the name tag. Um, it, last year's name tag, you got to have your favorite character put under it, which I thought was really cool. And then this year, or actually, this is the standard Disney name tag. You can see the staff member, where, where they come from. And if they have any service award pins, they get displayed at the top. And then this year as well, these are the new name tags. What they're doing is they're putting their kind of role. So if they're an ambassador uh, or whatever their role is at the park, they're putting it underneath their name. And I thought that was really interesting. So it got me thinking a little bit about my park and how name tags were actually really difficult for me because my staff really struggled with wearing them. They didn't want to be recognized by their name in my park. And it took me a while to kind of understand it. I really had to dig into it. And what I ended up finding out is it was because I had a really bad manager who had built this bad culture around being recognized through your name. And it was, it was, it was weird. And I'm not sure. I think he must've had a bad experience in his previous jobs and he didn't want to be recognized. Maybe it was mystery shoppers coming in and it was a way to kind of hide from that. If they're coming in being recognized in a report. But once I got rid of him and I changed the culture around our staff started wearing their name tags with pride again. And I thought that that was kind of an important piece to bring up. And I'm just wondering if you ever had any issues with name tags or what are your thoughts around name tags? Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of name tags as long as they're done right. Uh, and and you know, one of the things that I actually loved, uh, so I'm not sure about this pivot that they've made with putting the name of the role underneath their name, because one of the things that I've always liked and appreciated about the Disney name specifically, 
and even some others, but the Disney ones is that they have where they're from. Again, it humanizes them. It creates connection. Like, you know, if I see somebody who's from Phoenix, Arizona, I'm like, oh, you're from Phoenix. That's awesome. And then I'll immediately yeah. have this, uh, this this connection. Or if I see they're from a place that I visited or I've always wanted to visit, like I'm able to strike up a conversation and connect, even uh, especially in the form of customer service. So I've always really liked that. Like, I don't care if you're a janitorial ambassador. Like that doesn't, that like that's not interesting to me. Uh, you know, having that role there. And, and I feel like it also then creates division. You know, like I love the egalitarian side of the fact that it's just a single name and it's where they're from. And there's everybody no wears it. distinction. Everybody wears it. Even if you're like, you notice like Disney, even if you're this practically the CEO or whatever, like they all have these name they tags do. on the, the park managers go walking around it. Everybody has the name tags and they all look the same. And there's no role distinction at all. And I've always really appreciated that about Disney, which is why I'm a little bit disappointed they're making that shift. The, the last thing I'll say about name tags is they also have to be done well. Like you said, it gives people a sense of belonging and pride. Yes. I feel terrible for the people who like have these name tags that are like, all it was is like a, a label printer that's just printed out their label and they like stuck to this plastic piece. And like clearly there's like old residue from the person who had that name tag before them. And like, they just tore it off and put somebody else's on there. Like, that's just like, Oh, and it's sort of like, it, you don't feel belonging. You don't feel like you belong at all. Like you're just this afterthought and you're yeah. only temporary. Yeah. You can afford to give you a $1 badge with it actually yeah. printed on. Yeah. Or you're replaceable. Right. I mean, and fine. Yes. Do that with the new staff members that you hire, but make sure you replace it and give them a name tag and they get to keep the name tag when they leave. It's so funny. There's some organizations yes. that say you must give back the uniform and your name tag when you leave. And I'm like, why, <laughs> why wouldn't you want them to have that memory, right. Of working yep. at your facility and being there. I mean, I saw some pictures online where some of these Disney employees had actually framed their name tag, which of course you would do, right. If you worked at Disney. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yeah, and totally. one, one, one other thing I just want to mention about it is for me as a customer, I love it when people wear their name tag because it gives me the opportunity to actually acknowledge somebody. And as Dale Carnegie said, names are the sweetest and most important sound in any language. <laughs> and it's true. Research actually backs this and says if someone hears their name, it triggers a positive reaction in the brain and draws immediate attention and creates um, a sense of intimacy and understanding. So you're going to connect better with your server. You're going to get better service if you acknowledge them and say, hey, Brandon, <laughs> thanks for joining us or thanks for serving us today. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I had a friend that used to always engage. We'd sit down and he would always shake their hand and get their name. And I'm sure we probably always got better service when that happened. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, I'm always just like most servers and most restaurants don't wear name tags. And I think it's a, it's a big miss because you're, again, not able to connect with your server. So, yeah, that's totally, totally right. Awesome. Well, yeah, this was great. I love the little mini, mini yeah. discussion on, on name tags. It's cool. Uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely have name tags. Yes. Well, I know, absolutely have name tags for everybody. Great. We need All right. to smell the X ones. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so the bubble has opened up their second location. So I haven't talked about the bubble specifically yet, but I have talked about uh, some other indoor inflatables. In fact, just last week, I was talking about the big, the big one with the DJ booth and everything else as a part of it. And this is almost like the next iteration I'm seeing, like the evolution of indoor inflatable parks. It's these massive uh, complexes that fill the entire floor with one big seamless indoor seamless inflatable. This isn't like the old school inflatable parks where you know it's just a big warehouse and like they buy eight different things and stick them in there and some really cheap picnic tables. Like this, these things are done very well and. 
so this new this new location it just opened up in Vaughan, which is in Ontario, Canada, and it's twenty five thousand square feet, and it's you know has obstacle courses, there's giant slides, there's climbing attractions, and then they also put in a, a suspended ropes course, which is fifteen feet in the air, and then they put nets all underneath it. So it's like it's actually not one of those ropes courses where you have to put in like a whole harness and like click yourself in. Because of the net, you can actually climb around the ropes course totally freeform. So you don't actually have to wear one of those things because if you fall, you just fall into the net and climb back on. And it's it's actually really cool. So you're still high up in the air, but you have the safety of the net. So that's I really, really? like that. In Canada, they're allowing that. That feels uh, odd to me. Uh, if you, I'll, we'll take we'll, we'll take a look at their website here. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take a look at their website because uh, oops, I thought I had already shared the the screen, but here. Um, Looking at their looking at the pictures, there is definitely not a uh, not anything that you would connect to in their on their net. So uh, scroll down right here. So if you oh, look, there's boy. actually they they don't have. It's not one of the. There's no tracks. You see, you have the net underneath you, so it's not like far. You know, you know. Yeah. Anyway, you're not falling very far. So it's it's a very safe. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. But I like that because it, it, one, it cuts down on attendance. Like you don't have to have an attendant there who's fitting everybody, and and I think that you get a lot more play on on this thing as well without having to have that connect you know connected. But the reason I brought these guys up is you know, one, I mean, their place looks cool. Like whatever, it's fine. But I really appreciated their videos. So they did a great job showing the experience. We talk about this a lot on the website, you know, on, on websites like not having enough pictures, not having enough, like, what is that experience like? And so, you know, I just thought I'd play one of their videos here. Right. Maybe. There we go. <laughs> and the one weird thing is, I don't know why their audio doesn't work on their videos. <laughs> so maybe there isn't any audio. Like, now I know exactly what I'm going to experience. And I think that's, and I see kids having yeah. fun and, like this was so well done. I thought these, this video and they clearly like hired people to come in and uh, like this, this little group here that you see, it's the same people in all of their videos. So I'll just show the one other video of the arcade. And again, one of the best videos I've seen done about playing in an arcade. So good job to good job to bubble. Well, and this is their second location that they're opening up in Vaughn. They already have one that exists. Yes. Yes, correct. Yep. And so they did, you know, like clearly it's like they hired these actors and like, okay, granted, nobody really all stands around and cheers like that, you know, when you're when you're playing. So like it's a little bit overdone and overblown, but, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, it's a, you know, shows people having fun. And that's exactly what you want people to know about, to think about. Yeah. One of the owners must have a background in videography because you never see this. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're brilliant. They're like, we're going to nail this and we're going to get some good videos. <laughs> We've got this, right? Because you really have to understand they have done a good job and I, I love it. And, I, you know, I <clears throat> inflatable parks, I guess I have the heebie-jeebies of them a little bit. Not not because of the running around of the germs. I could care less about that. Just from my experiences, they just get ruined so quickly and you have to replace them so often. Mm-hmm. And they look so old and gungy. Like, and just getting a staff member in there to clean them. And I think that's always a challenge. But I do love this concept where you have a massive amount of inflatable that you're running around in. But I'm curious to know, and I'm, I'm sure they've solved for this. I just haven't had experience in it, is how do they fix it if there's a hole in there? Like, 
how do they get in and fix uh, the floor of the bottom of the inflatable? Do they have to climb inside and sew it from underneath? Do they patch it from the top or how does that work? Something I think that I'd love to explore. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I mean, that that's a, that's a good point. I don't know what the maintenance you know, requirements are for something like that. Yeah, how you even fix you know, when you've got this big seam, one big seamless thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty I'm cool. Sure they think of that. Okay, well, uh, speaking of dancing and jumping around, <laughs> I found this a really cool new nightclub experience in the UK, and I thought it would be fun to share. So <laughs> this is a nightclub that is open during the day, which I thought is, is so neat. It closes up early, so it runs from uh, 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock in the day. And this group created it because they wanted to create a dance club that was ideal for people that didn't want to hang out late and get super drunk and sloshed and have their whole next day ruined. So it was created by actress Vicky, Vicky McClure and her husband, Johnny Owens. And they've, they've named this place the Day Fever, which is kind of a playful twist on the Bee Gees Night Fever, which is hilarious. Uh, they're aiming it at people over 30, and they're focused on a mature, polite crowd, which I guess, yeah, I guess that can happen at kind of a rave or a dance club, right? It opens at 2 o'clock and it closes at 6, which is great. They suggest bringing, wearing smart attire, like all the nightclub stuff that you used to wear because they've got the lights on, they've got the drinks flowing and the music bumping. So it's like your traditional nightclub. And they have a bunch of DJs that come and DJ. Uh, Vicky McClure and her husband even do it. They bring in radio presenters and uh, just trial out different DJs as they're doing it. Anyway, I thought I'd just show a quick little video here of them talking about... Uh, what they've created and the experience. So let's bring this up on stage. Okay. Okay. You the speakers and you're on a dance floor and you're with your mates. It really does create a memory. We all want to want to grow. And none of us want to be out at sort of midnight or one o'clock in the morning anymore. Like I said, we'll sleep at the bar. Instead, if you can do it in the afternoon, by six, seven o'clock, we're already at home. We're already for a curry and go to bed, but you've had a few hours dancing and another good time, another drink. Perfect. It was a, an idea that we had about uh, doing a nightclub in the afternoon for people of a certain age. Uh, a dance floor, a bar, great atmosphere, good vibes, great tunes. You know, we all love to dance. I think I'm really guilty for having a good dance in my kitchen alone. <laughs> I would much rather do it with my friends. We get lots of feedback, people saying, bring it to my city, bring it here, bring it there. And I get it. You want to have that on your doorstep. You want to have it sort of close to home because that's the whole point. You don't want to have to be in on a train late at night. Let's just try and make sure it's accessible to everybody. <laughs> anyway, I, I mean, I think yeah. let's let's <laughs> foam bubbles and some inflatables in there too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so I've, I've never been like the big nightclub guy anyway, so like that's never been I've never been a part of that scene. So I think like going at four in the afternoon isn't going to be interesting to me either. But like, I wonder. I mean, like. The, there's clearly people in there. Is this something that you would do like, like three o'clock in the afternoon? Are you like ready to go party and dance? Like, I feel like that's something you have to work up to, but I don't know. I don't know. Like I I'd want some psychedelics. I think if I was going in the afternoon, do you know I what I mean? need to get loose, right? Like something yeah. to, to. Yeah. And I mean, they do serve alcohol, but it, it, I, I don't know if I would ever allow myself to get day drunk anymore. And unless I was on vacation, which I don't know, that might be very sad, but just I have too many responsibilities in my life. And so I just couldn't do it. Uh, but if I was on vacation or if, you know, my life was a bit different, I probably would go enjoy this. I mean, I think it's fun. It allows for, you know, get more rest time, like, at, you know, going home early and then you don't ruin your whole next day. I think I like that. It can be great exercise. And it can be fun with your friends that don't want to go out late. 
Anyway, uh, I thought it was interesting. Their first event sold out in 48 hours. So when they must have something there, I don't know how many. Oh people- yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely going to hit Like if it's of a certain age, I think for me, if, if it were just like from four to eight instead of two to six, like that feels a little bit more like, okay, four to eight, you're still, you're still getting home at a reasonable hour. It's still not super late, but it's like now, okay. If I want to get a couple of drinks at like five, six o'clock, I'm not feeling weird about doing that versus like two o'clock, right? You know, come in, get a couple of drinks, go dancing at two. Like anyway, so like maybe you've just shifted it back by two hours, you know, but I don't know. Six to ten. I mean, most of us go to bed at ten on the weekend, like or eleven, yeah. right? So I, yeah, I like yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. The, the two to six is just a little bit too too early for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you All have right. it. Well, there you have it. All right, that wraps up our LBX Daily Show for today. It's been great to hang out with all of you, and as always, this is CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. You guys. <laughs>